Like, oh my goodness, did you hear what he said? Seriously, can you even believe it? And like, what did he mean by that anyway? Hey, thanks for checking out our podcast. I am Dave, and this is Right All Week. Please remember to subscribe, like, share. Also, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagrams, all of the places. Please share us with your friends and family, and we would be so grateful. And let me ask you, did you see this video yet? Okay. All right, man. You take out the master, the uh, case fatality rate's like 0.1 to 0.3, according to USC. Really? USC and LA County Public Health come up with a study they found that there are 7,000 cases in California, but they really believe that there are anywhere from 221,000 to 442,000 people who were infected. Really? Yeah. So that makes it 0.1 to 0.3? Okay. So it suggests that the case fatality rate is about 10. Well, so was a hoax. I don't think it was a hoax. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is all that we can show you because, you know, I don't want the internet overlords to take out a little guy like me. There's only so much that I can do. I'm going to include a link so that you can check out that video somewhere else. Check it out in our description if you'd like to see more. But let's go ahead and talk about it. So what's happening here, this is supposedly one of those hot mic scenarios where uh, we're supposed to, maybe we're getting a little bit of extra information, a, a peek behind the curtain, a little behind the scenes secret intel is being leaked. But what's really happening here is uh, John Roberts, he's the guy coming in the door there, and he is a spokesperson, or he's the representative for Fox News who goes to check out the White House there in the press room. He's walking in, and uh, he's greeting Doug Mills, who is a photographer for the New York Times. They greet each other, and, and then John says to Doug, he's like, hey, you can take the mask off because the case fatality rate is uh, 1%, or point." One percent. I'm sorry. So what he's referencing there is actually a new study had come out just that day. It's two days ago as of the recording of this video from the uh, University of Southern California. And so then Doug says, of course, this is so reassuring. Hey, thank you so much. And then there's a, if you see the whole video, uh, once John crosses the room, there's a third person that, uh, whose back is turned from the camera. You can't see him. He's sitting there. He becomes a part of the conversation and Doug uh, is getting his thing situated in the seat while John is talking, and they begin to talk about the statistics that are found in this study. So John is saying, hey, there's like 7,000 cases were found in this study, and that's how they figure, okay, in that county there in Southern California, they believe they can uh, estimate, based on their findings, as many as 221,000 to 442,000 people have already had SARS-2, coronavirus, COVID-19, pick your favorite name here. Here, and uh, that's how they've determined based on the number of people who are presenting antibodies in this test. See, we finally got a serology test. Um, that's how they were adjusting the case fatality rate. Because up until now, we're basically, we're kind of sort of inflating the numbers by rigging the system. We're saying, okay, well, we've taken the number of people who are going to the hospital for treatment, and we're saying, yes, positive, because we've got symptomatic people, and we haven't done uh, antibodies tests, and now we're finally starting to get one from California. This is actually the second test uh, or second case or study that's proven this. Uh, Stanford was the first to produce these numbers, and they're both findings the same kind of results. They're saying that the number, the contagious uh, transmission rate is much, much higher, 50 to 80 times higher than we thought it was, which is why we're getting a number of people who have actually had it 
who are presenting antibodies, that number is much, much higher. That's how they're saying we believe the number of people in our county who have had these, who've already had coronavirus is in the hundreds of thousands, 221 to 442, 100,000 people who've already had it who are now presenting it. Now, when you take that number and compare that to the number of people who have died, that brings the case fatality rate much, much lower, which is how you end up with 0.1% to point. 3%. And in this case, they're not even trying to debate about whether or not we should be including people who have comorbidity or other underlying conditions, all of the other factors that people would argue about. They're not even bringing that into the conversation. They're just saying, hey, the number of people we've confirmed who've died with coronavirus, COVID-19, SARS-2, pick your favorite name here, and the number of people who we now believe have already had this disease who now are presenting antibodies. So, super ridiculous contagious, 50 to 80 times much more contagious transmission than we thought, but also the amount of the likeliness of you dying from this thing dramatically reduced 50 times or more less likely that this thing is going to kill you. And that's what John is talking about when he walks in this room and he says to Doug, hey, you can take the mask off. It's a 0.1%. And so then Doug's just kind of like, oh, okay, that's very reassuring. But then he says something that's got all of the internet all worked up. He says, well, everybody around here has been vaccinated anyways. And that's probably the most confusing thing about this conversation. What is he talking about? They've been vaccinated for the flu or they've been vaccinated for coronavirus because the truth is we're probably years away from any kind of vaccination for this specific strain of a virus. In fact, I don't know exactly how many years it's been since SARS-1 came through, but we still don't have a vaccine for that probably never will. So the likeliness of them having a vaccine for this that they have already been given in the White House press corps or in the White House or anybody leadership up there in Washington, D.C., that's really practically, honestly, it's unbelievable for me. I don't think that's exactly what he meant to say. Maybe they've all been vaccinated for the flu. And now because we have finally started to admit it is a influenza-like illness, ILI, uh, that's probably what he was referencing there. That's Dave's interpretation of that statement. But now that the three of these men have had this conversation, then they begin to walk off camera, and then uh, Doug Mills makes this joke. He says, now that he understands the numbers, he goes, so it was a hoax. And the internet's going crazy with that one. Now we're saying that coronavirus was a hoax. Well, it's pretty obvious because you can actually hear the man laugh. Doug laughs, and John says, no, it wasn't a hoax. So, no, coronavirus is not a hoax. It was a very real, a very real thing. And that's true because they wouldn't have been able to conduct this test if there was no virus there to do a serology test for. You can't manifest antibodies for something that doesn't exist. But this is the point. There's also no ability to make a joke if there isn't a truth that makes that joke funny. What is Doug actually getting at? Mr. Photographer of the New York Times is pointing out, well, there actually isn't that much thing. It's not something that we should really be afraid of. Because we've had a lot of fear mongers and panic peddlers out there telling us that we should be hunkering down and, you know, doing everything we can to save our lives. And he's saying, oh, okay, that's not really the case. And that's the reason why it was true what John was saying when he came in. And maybe he was being a little facetious, but I think, you know, John's not wearing a mask. So he's probably also being honest when he says, you can take the mask off, Doug. There's only a 0.1% chance, even if you get the thing that you're actually going to die from it. And that's why it's okay for now Doug to make a joke. It's like, oh, so it was a hoax. But it's also interesting because where does Doug work? Doug works at the New York Times, one of the greatest offenders of fear-mongering and panic peddling. Now, all the panic propaganda that they've been printing over there at the New York Times, both online and in the press, and here he is saying, it's a hoax. 
tongue-in-cheek, funny, ha-ha, but it's really not for the people who've had their lives affected by this in ways that are detrimental. The recovery from all of these, the consequences that we're going to suffer because we've done everything that we can to shut our lives down or try to protect us from something that now it looks like wasn't really that dangerous. No disrespect to the people who actually are a part of that 0.1 to 0.3%, but for the rest of us, we're paying a very high price and that's all something that we also have to take into consideration as we start to move forward. So that's my analysis of this video. Not that I'm trying to take part in all of the conspiracy theories as they're saying on the internet, but also to just contribute my thoughts to help you weigh your thoughts. What is this really all about? And what are we going to do about it now? Because I do find it a little bit interesting now that we've got the hot mic video circulating on the internet. You know who hasn't talked about it? The main media hasn't really done a lot with this video. It's been a couple of days circulating online. It's all over social media. Your friends are probably talking about it. But the people who are in the video, who have access to primary, you know, legacy media, as they call it, they're not talking about it. And this study at a USC and Stanford, even though they confirm each other, uh, that hasn't got a lot of press itself either. So... That's uh, the reason I wanted to address it today, to help bring it to mind, help give people some resources to help uh, give us, again, more things to think about. Uh, as I referenced in a previous video about how fear is a mind killer, and those of us who are a part of the Christian conservative worldview, we know that we haven't been given a spirit of fear, but of love and a peace and a sound mind. And of course, we want to take everything to the Father. We want to take up everything in prayer. And uh, we want to continue to move forward with wisdom and just continue to petition the Father for wisdom. So in your case, of course, don't get reckless. Uh, you know, do everything that you can to stay healthy and ask for wisdom as you make your decisions in your own life. If you're still watching the video, I want to say thank you so much. I appreciate you sticking around. I hope that you will continue to check out our podcast and share it with your friends. I am Dave. This is Right All Week, where we talk about what's right, how it's right, and why it matters. <laughs>